Welcome back to the Canon Cinema Podcast, everyone. I'm Amanda Garaji. Hope you all had a lovely Valentine's Day and a great long weekend with the family. In today's podcast, I'm going to discuss the Birds of Prey versus Sonic discourse. I know, I, I don't understand why this is even a thing. Why the photograph deserves better and why all of you listening to this right now should support these three films every time dc releases a film there's so many issues and i don't get it like if you love marvel congratulations but if you truly just love movies and love comic book films you're gonna love both regardless i grew up leaning towards marvel okay i I, i'm gonna admit that i i grew up with spider-man and and the x-men and fantastic four that was like that was all my stuff okay so as a kid you appreciate marvel's humor when it's done properly you don't realize that it's done properly and that the humor is effective until you start watching phase three phase four marvel films and you're like where the hell did the jokes come from because The jokes are questionable, especially the ones in Thor Ragnarok. I didn't understand why there were so many inappropriate jokes. If it's, if your brand and you continuously say it, that it's geared towards families, towards kids, you constantly say it's kid friendly. And then there's like dick jokes all over the place. Even in uh, Homecoming, it was the exact same thing. And I'm like, if the humor is forced in a Marvel movie, then you're not writing it properly. End of story. And it's cool, fam. Like, it's cool. We all grow up. We all venture into different things. I stumbled into dc i've always liked dc but they never created a universe so when they started gearing up and saying we're gonna do man of steel and then batman vs superman and and wonder woman and justice league i was like yes we're gonna get the other half of to these like amazing heroes and we all know that dc's heroes are like way more iconic than marvel's fight me but it's true but in this case like birds of prey is such an original piece It's so unique and it's female driven and it's one of the best comic book films that I've seen. It's so much fun. It's unconventional. It's a mixture of so many things. The script is great. The casting for all the characters was on point and I just don't understand why it's underperforming. I don't get it. Maybe because it's a February release, but then I look back at Deadpool and it's like, it's not the case, right? But because it's steady and it's like raking in the money slowly, like box office week doesn't mean everything everyone associates that with success how big of a box office weekend you had but it doesn't mean everything like I don't know when we started basing it off of just one weekend when films rake in the money slowly and still reach the same equivalent I don't I don't understand that because Shazam made its money slowly as well and it's getting like two sequels it's getting two sequels they should really just not care about the box office and get us a Birds of Prey sequel we all want the Gotham City Sirens so make sure you just keep spamming them and say that we want the Gotham City Sirens we want a Black Canary solo we want a Huntress solo we want it guys there are any Warner Brothers executives listening to this podcast 
Trust me. We need a Black Canary solo. We need Green Arrow coming into the universe as well. And DC's doing great. DC's doing great. So I understand this Sonic controversy. Like, yeah, the gamers are out. Congratulations, guys. You came out to go watch this. But, like, the tweets that I've been seeing completely trashing Birds of Prey, it's making y'all look bad. Like, I went to go watch both of them, and I loved both of them for different reasons. That's it. They're two very different movies. I don't understand why there's this controversy saying that Sonic's better than Birds of Prey when they're both on par for their categories. Why? Why? One is literally marketed to children. To children! That's why it was released in Canada on Family Day weekend because families went to go see Sonic. That's it. It's not marketed to anyone older than that. It's not. Obviously, we feel... You know, the nostalgia. I mean, I did when I watched Sonic. I, I was taken back to, like, being a freaking 11-year-old. You know what I mean? And that's that's a good thing. And that was a good, you know, atmosphere for so many people that love um, love the game, right? So it was it's worth it. It was such a good movie. And I'm so happy that, like, they didn't pull production. They didn't do any of that. And unfortunately, like, so many people lost their jobs after the whole special effects controversy. But that's what happens when, like, people are dumb on the internet. Would we have cared how any of it looked if we just got our, like, our Sonic back? Like, we, I don't think we would have cared. But on that note, the freaking special effects in Sonic the Hedgehog were unreal. They were so good. They were so good. I had so much fun watching this movie. And part of the reason why is because I missed Jim Carrey so much. And he was his wacky self, my friends. Like, he just went back to basics. And his Dr. Robotnik, like, I was just beaming. I was so, so happy. And I feel like if you don't like Jim Carrey, you're not gonna understand um, the delivery of his jokes because I was, like, on the floor. It's a different kind of humor that many people aren't going to appreciate, and that's why I don't think people are gonna like Sonic for that reason. It has nothing to do with, like, Sonic himself because Ben Schwartz is a fantastic voice actor, and I really loved him as Sonic. He was really good, really cute and funny, so I was happy about that. It has nothing to do with Sonic. Like, Sonic is beautifully created. So good. And James Mar Marsden does such a great job as well because he's he's literally talking to nothing and there were such like emotional key moments and I thought it was really sweet. So yeah, the Sonic versus Birds of Prey discourse is it's so stupid. Just go watch both of them and stop complaining. Everyone complains about original content not being flushed out by these studios. And then when you get Sonic, you get Birds of Prey, and you get like, you know what I mean? All these other films that, are, that aren't Disney properties. You don't go or you complain about it. So that doesn't make sense. Get your bus to the theaters and go support this, like these films. Go support them, I'm sorry. Sonic and Detective Pikachu go hand in hand because they're not Disney properties and we love these characters so much that they deserve sequels in their own right. They do, why? Because everyone else gets a sequel. So why shouldn't Sonic get a sequel? They set it up for a sequel. I'm not spoiling it, but they truly set it up for a sequel. And now that I said that, go watch it. They should get sequels. It doesn't make any sense. Stop comparing this shit based on box office. It's a waste of everyone's time and you're aggravating people for no reason. Of course, are there factors as to why Birds of Prey is underperforming? It's a direct sequel to Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad made bank. Not many people liked it. Am I right or am I wrong? It's true. 
That's what it is. Everyone's associating, oh my god, sequel to Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad was shit. Still made bank though, sorry. People didn't like it, I get it. It's female driven, and I know what you're gonna say, Amanda, it's not sexist. It's not sexism as to why Birds of Prey is an under- Yeah, it is! Do you know how many men have been trashing this movie because they're not dressed to their freaking standards? Oh, Harley's not sexy enough, I don't wanna go. Don't even get me started on that. The movie is not made for that the movie is not made to fulfill your sexual fantasies or desires okay this movie is made to bring these characters forward and to have them kick ass okay that's it that means you don't like the characters for their writing you just flip through those comic books and you're like wow they're hot so yeah it is sexism i've seen the tweets i've seen it all over the place it's gross this shit shouldn't be happening, but it is. Just support these women. Like, this is a huge moment. Again, I'm gonna keep saying it. The same reason why Wonder Woman was a huge moment. The same reason why Captain Marvel was a huge moment. We have a full team of women directed by a woman and written by a woman. Like, everyone complains there's not enough female content. There's not, there aren't many female filmmakers. There's this, there's that. Stop complaining, bro. Like, go watch it. It's right there. Don't complain about things underperforming if you're, like, sitting there like, I'm it's not appealing to me. You're the problem. You're a part of the problem. Go watch it and stop complaining. That's it. And even with Sonic, okay, we know that the reason why it's making this bank is because there are no Disney properties around it. Disney's Onward comes in, I think, in, like, two weeks. Sonic needs to make all that money before Onward comes because you know it's gonna happen. You know it's gonna happen. Stop complaining. Literally stop complaining and get your bus to the theater and watch Birds of Prey and watch Sonic because they're both really fun films in their own right. Annoying, all of you. I'm gonna switch gears now. And the reason why I wanted to incorporate the photograph is because it's also made by a woman, written and directed. It's also underperforming at the box office. Especially Valentine's Day weekend, I don't understand how this film could underperform at the box office. I think the reason is because the marketing wasn't that great for it. I feel like it could have been sold a bit more, so the marketing wasn't there. But I still went because I love Issa Rae and I love Lakeith Sanfield, so I just I wanted to go see them. But then when you watch the film, I was at the theater yesterday and people were walking out and they just, they were... Like, oh, I didn't like it because of this, this, and this. So I'm listening to them. And I think the reason why people aren't really vibing with this film is because it's too honest in depicting how messy love can be, you know? And I don't think I've ever seen a romantic drama show the thought process of actually being in love. No one ever shows the struggle of being logical and pragmatic while falling in love or, you know, being in love with someone. And I, I really appreciated what she did with it in how the story was being told because it's 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 rare it's rare to see a film like this they always show love in like the easiest of ways in romance films and this was a script based on decisions and aspirations They're, they played with the gray area of love and logic and i thought that was something that everyone especially in this generation like they needed this movie to see that sometimes logic can trump love in that way and you have to look at yourself and your dreams and what you as an individual plan on doing with your life instead of just focusing that love can conquer all 
And I think because I have the same mentality, this movie spoke to me. Sometimes if you're like a hopeless romantic, like I don't think this is gonna work for you. And that's that's fair, but still go give it a try. You know what I mean? Lakeith and Issa had amazing natural chemistry. I also wish it was developed a bit more. I feel like we didn't see too much of them. And that's because it was constantly going back to a different timeline. You know, with what they had, they did the best that they could. I just wanted more time with them because I really liked both of their characters separately and together. But the focus is more on Christina Eames, which is um, Issa's mother in, uh, in the movie. And their love story, Christina's love story, was really powerful. And I love that she was a photographer, obviously that's why it's called Photograph. And I'm not gonna ruin it, but it's just the constant back and forth while, you know, going through the letter that Christina wrote for her daughter was really special. It was just so sweet. I, I really love this concept and I think Maggie did a great job. Go support a female filmmaker, man. Like, she, she really did such a great job. I know it's a bit slow. Once you just take it for what it is and you start understanding the thought process, as I mentioned before, about love, like, you'll really start thinking about how you approach relationships and I think again that's really important in this generation because this generation is completely messed up when it comes to relationships so give the photograph a try I really liked it I thought it was different original piece go watch it you know just just go I just always tell people to try something new and I want this podcast and you know my reviews and and you know my twitter and stuff like that to introduce people to different films and to push people into like out of their comfort zone because that's how i got to where i am today like i watched everything under the sun so if you don't like films based off of video games because you hate video games try sonic okay just try sonic and go in with the mind of a child because that's how i felt while watching it okay it just brings you back even like as even just seeing an actor like Jim Carrey from your childhood, you're like instantly in your feels. You're just taken back to when you were a kid. If you think romance films are predictable and too optimistic, give the photograph a try. It gives audiences two different stories about the hardships of love, as I said, and how a parent's decision can affect their child's life. So it's a whole mixture of things. And I thought that was really good, okay? And again, if comic book films aren't your kind of thing because they're predictable, and you think they're all the same, which they are not. Give Birds of Prey a try. The freaking choreography is out of this world incredible. It's directed by Asian American filmmaker Kathy Yan, written by Christina Hodson, produced by Margot Robbie, and it has a badass all-female cast. Still not sold. Well, are villains more your thing? Roman Sionis, aka Black Mask, is easily one of DC's best on-screen villains, alongside Mr. Victor Zaz, and you'll be eating out of Ewan McGregor and Chris Messina's hands. I should be promoting films. This is gonna officially be a podcast of me promoting the films that you guys choose not to watch over the weekend. So I'm gonna force you in the second and third week of their run to go watch it. Well, that's all for today, my friends. Call of the Wild comes out this Friday. It's currently sitting with a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. Interesting. It is a remake. 20th Century Fox released this first back in the day. So if you love Harrison Ford and dogs, go check out Call of the Wild this weekend. If not, please go watch The Photograph, Sonic, and Birds of Prey. I'm your host, Amanda Garaji. Tune in next time and keep watching movies.